When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Sex is extended. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. We have never seen anything like this before. It's a new day. The Atlanta Falcons select. Michael Vick. The world was getting ready to see the football version of Allen Iverson. I took advantage of the moment. We all did. Vick turned himself in today. I wanted to know the truth. My career, my family, I tried to salvage it all. It came too far. Are you guys in? Are you guys in on the Vick 30 for 30 tonight? 8 o'clock on ESPN. I'm going to watch. I think I'm in too. I think I'm going to watch. Did you say it's two parts? I think well, it's three well, parts. Because it says part one. I just assume that it's two parts. I think it might be three th- parts. I think it might be three parts. That's pretty aggressive. I might wait for the trilogy to but, I mean, there's, surface as a whole. There's a lot to get into there. There's a lot to get into with Michael Vick. You like, could probably do a whole part two on just his run against the Vikings in overtime in 2002 <laughs> or two thousand. I think I would watch that. Yeah. That's still one of the greatest runs I've seen. Greg Beekert's cleats are still laying in the middle of the or tennis guy. shoes or whatever you wear on AstroTurf. <laughs> Poor Greg Still Beaker. laying there. I posed the question here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North and the Score North app. Sage football wisdom from Miami in about 25 minutes. And I posed the question just before the show started here. If you could get ESPN producers to produce Minnesota sports related 30 for 30s, what would you want to see produced? Can you guys guess the number one response that I'm getting back so yes. far here? Love boat. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was where my mind immediately went. That's exactly 100%. where my mind immediately went. That has to be like, if you're making a top 10 list, Love Boat is is very much in the top 10, right? For it might sure. even be number one. It, ha- it has to be number one. What else, what else do we want to know more about and like really get in depth knowledge and information, like firsthand accounts? Well, for, I feel like Fred Smoot has already done like 90% of the work on yeah. this, right? Well, I haven't, I haven't been here for that. We know okay. a ton. How many parts is there to that series, though? That's not just a one episode thing. Oh, no, that's, it's just one. That's a, that's a Netflix series. Yeah. No, it, it's just one. Really? It's pretty simple. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not. It's pretty simple. That, that, was, that was not an in depth group of, of complicated people. That was a. Um, no, but I think, I think it would start with. Because it doesn't. The 30 for 30s don't start. Like, the Michael Vick 30 for 30 is going to start with, like, where he was born and stuff, right? It doesn't. It's not just like, well, they're on a boat now. No, I think it but, would start with, like, Fred Smoot's 
upbringing and Bryant McKinney's club activities and things. Well, I, could, a lot of I could still get there. that into be a Mike Tice one part? Netflix two-hour show for you very easy. <laughs> because those documentaries are, yeah, I could get you two hours. We do a, we do a little bit on, on Smoot and more so his transition from Washington to to the huge contract he got with the Vikings, the McKinney stuff, the Tice stuff being the coach. Tice and and I think you you sort of set the scene up too with, with how that had become this um, outlandish cast of characters by pointing out that while a ton of coaches through the years scalped their Super Bowl tickets, Mike Tice I think was the first one to get caught. And so, but then the whole thing with the mayhem and all of the news side reporters being sent to uh, Winter Park to ask questions and asking Tice, is it true or not that the that the um, fine fund that you had w- was used for the love boat? And then Tice being like, absolutely not true. And then and then that night, the news report being, Mike Tice says it's not true. The fine fund was used for the love boat. Dude, essentially insinuating that it was. So I it was, was great stuff. I, I was a, I was an intern. And uh, I can I can speak English. I was an intern at the time. For uh, for the fan, and I was the I was the main intern slash like just you know do anything behind the scenes guy for the Mike Tice show on Wednesday nights, and I'll never forget like just how uncomfortable it was when he came in and had to talk about <laughs> he's got like a big plate of coleslaw and a cheeseburger, and he's just like uh, we're uh, uh, I don't really <laughs> but he showed up <laughs> he did he, he showed did. up he, showed he was up. he was an accountable guy he, he definitely was, was accountable yeah. the other so there's a, there's a, also a clear cut. So, so the ones that have been uh, suggested the most are obviously Love Boat. Then there's a second one that I would say is pretty clear cut. Second place, can this Rami would never get this, but Judd would. Can you guess for for if, if you if a thirty for thirty were to be made about Minnesota Vikings sports, again? No, not Vikings. Oh, really? It's non Vikings. Um, it might be small sample size here too, but like three people immediately. Oh no! What the North Stars leaving Minnesota? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, in 1993. Yeah. That'd be good. You, you know, the one that I would, I think now, in uh, retrospect, would be really intriguing. The stripped Final Four from the Gophers and the Gangelhoff papers that she did. And because it, I'd love to go back now and backtrack to that time period because I think now it would seem so small. I mean, she was oh writing, God. she was writing papers for, for players on, on the menstrual cycle, right? Like it was, it was just papers. It wasn't anything. I love how Rami's taking this in for the first time too. This is great. What happened? <laughs> what? Yeah. I think, I think the, pa- she was writing papers for player, which, you know, happens. So the, the 1997 go for basketball team is the best go for basketball team and one of the greatest Big Ten teams in history, really. Bobby Jackson, NBA. I, I would say star oh, I, player. Oh, I remember this. Final four. Bobby Jackson. They had NBA players. Bobby Jackson, Quincy Lewis played in the NBA. John Thomas played in the NBA. Uh, didn't uh, uh, Jacobson play in the NBA too? Sam Jacobson. Yeah, I got to look the at Gophers that had like Courtney five James NBA that players. Too, Courtney James. The Gophers had like six or seven pro players <laughs> and four or five guys who played in the NBA and Bobby Jackson. And they went to the Final Four. They beat Clemson in the Elite Eight. They go to the Final Four. And the next season it comes out that well it eventually the eventually the the banner got torn down it was by 99. the yeah that the gophers had papers written for them throughout the previous few years and they had to vacate all meaningful wins from a certain chunk of of time there in the mid to late 90s and if you look at so they they had papers being written for them mm-hmm. and they were so they were skirting by not doing the work that they should be not even counting like what happened at 
uh, at some of these other establishments like Penn State and all the crap that happened. Louisville had a... North Carolina. North Carolina. Got away with it. The Gophers alone in the last 20 years have had a Xanax drug-selling ring among the wrestling team. That was wrestling program. And they had a bunch of sexual assault allegations and crimes committed, too, across the football not to sit here and like rank transgressions, but I don't. I don't know if you would have gotten that severe of a penalty in in two thousand. It cost Clem his job. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. So Clem Haskins. Now All hell to like, broke loose because because somebody wrote papers. For I players. just assume that's happening at. So do I. Larger, more successful programs. And are you offended by it? No, not like at it's all. the type of thing where I'm like, okay, move on. Yeah, I don't care. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. Really don't care. Eric chimes in and says, 30 for 30 on the 2010 Viking season. We did a Minnesota Sports Rewind episode on that with Tom Pelissero, which is the closest thing you're going to get, but that would be awesome, too. Everything from Randy Moss coming back for a month to leaving and Brad Childress getting fired, the Metrodome roof collapsing, all those different things. I think I saw somebody tweet in, and this this would probably be my answer after the love boat, the Jimmy Butler practice. Oh, yes, dude. Yes. So, I mean, you would probably do it on the whole Jimmy Butler saga and all the drama that led up to that, but that would definitely be the the crescendo, the climax of that 30 for 30, is is that practice where Jimmy Butler took third stringers, reportedly, allegedly, yeah. and and just took the took the starters to school. Where would that 30 and for 30 said, start? Y'all can't win without me, bleep you, bleep you, bleep you, like Scarface from Half-Baked. <laughs> <laughs> Threw a bun at somebody's head and walked out of the practice facility. That would start with Tibbs, right? Would it start with Tibbs, or would it have to start with an overview of the entire 30-year franchise history leading up to that moment of dysfunction? I almost feel like you'd have to loop in that would Glenn probably, Taylor. And, and, that would probably be the setup. Like, you know, you'd show, like, some open field in northern Minnesota of just snow blowing. You know what I'd love to get? It just cold. And they talk about the desolate past of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Actually. Then you show Thibodeau and Jimmy riding into town as, like, the saviors and then watch the whole thing fall apart. Do you know the net? Do you know the Netflix special? 30 for 30s are really good. But to me, the Netflix documentary has surpassed it now because it can go so in-depth, no commercials. It's just great. Uh, the Netflix documentary that would be fantastic because it could be really long form is Garnett, the Timberwolves, and Taylor's relationship from day one to right now. If you could get both, everyone to talk about that, and obviously they wouldn't do it together, but how interesting would that be for a franchise's superstar player? Without a doubt. Yeah, too. do we know? Was there, did, did something specific happen? Was it, because it seems like. It seems like the relationship got botched when Flip passed away, and Flip yeah. may have promised Kevin Garnett some things, and then Glenn Taylor was like, eh, actually. Well, so so KG, my understanding of the story going way back was KG didn't really want to be moved, right? And Glenn's like, we got to move you, and you know, it's not going to work, and he had fired Flip. And so they did it. And I think the falling out, if you recall, Phil, goes back to... Glenn said something about KG tanking it, or he made a disparaging comment about Garnett after Garnett had gone to Boston. And all hell broke loose with that. And then Flip came back here eventually and definitely made promises. Because part of the promise was to KG that he could own a piece of the franchise. And then Flip got sick. Flip passed away. I don't know what happened with KG and Taylor at that point, but then when Tibbs got here, it was just off. And 
that's where we are today now, which is remarkably sad. I like it. I would, but watch that would that be for sure. so interesting to see because I would love to. I would love to have a firsthand account from all sides of what exactly happened and what they're thinking right now and why you can't get this man's number twenty one in the Target Center rafters. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would be all in on that. And yes, please, please solve that Timberwolves and Kevin Garnett. It's just ridiculous, especially in the wake of of Kobe's tragedy on Sunday. Uh, other people here chiming here. Chad tweets in. So he he goes with the 1997 uh, strip final for the Love Boat and the Lakers leaving for L- for LA in the <laughs> 60s was that much of a story though I mean they just they just sort of oh all, we can go play in Hollywood they this didn't have great. a place to play here too they they played at like three buildings they played at the Armory they played at the Minneapolis Auditorium and there might have been a third dude the NBA was nothing was like a it was like the equivalent of a third world country yeah. in in the sports world when like and not even like relatively speaking that long ago like in the early 80s. The NBA just wasn't really on TV, like you're saying. They were treated like like third they grade residents. They didn't necessarily have like buildings to play. When in. I was a, when I was a kid in the late seventies into I believe the early eighties, right before Larry and Magic came into the league, that's what they talk about. They're serious. The NBA Finals were shown on CBS on tape delay after your late local news. Finals. That's, amazing. that's yeah. crazy. It's pretty amazing. So, uh, Benjamin, you're right, Rami. Benjamin has another one here. He says, how about a 30 for 30 on Burt Blylevin dropping the F-bomb on live TV in 2006? <laughs> I can tell you that we, story. We can tell you. I wrote it. that story for the strip at the time. The, the, great the title of it would have to be, Oh, we're live! Oh. <laughs> and Tori Hunter. And poor, poor Anthony LaPanta. Go back and watch that poor man subbing for Bramer. Poor, poor LaPanta. Okay, so what, wait, when you, when you, because you, Judd, for I the covered Judd covered the media beat for the Star Tribune. So did you talk to Bert? Mm-hmm. I called Bert. I got him on his cell phone, and he was flying. Was he flying home? I don't think he was flying back here. I what did you ask him? I said I just asked him what had happened, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I didn't know that we were live." And but then he—that's amazing. God bless him, Bert. Bert said, and that's why I've been suspended. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I got suspended, and th- they had a weird suspension deal where he got suspended for something like eight to ten games total, but they divvied him up. And so it wasn't consecutively. So, like, you almost didn't know. Because now Bert's going to work, I think, in 2020, something like 25 or 30 games total. Yeah. So Bert's like, I've been suspended. but um, And, like, my first the first suspension was, like, a two-game chunk. And the next was a month after that and, like, a three-game chunk. And eventually I think it got to, like, eight to ten games. Because he thought that they were taping and they were live. Did he, did he know he was answering your phone call? Because that, that's, like, if that happens to me, I'm probably just, like, not answering unknown numbers. Or did you guys... Like, did you guys have each other's numbers, or did you just cold call him? And you uh, I don't it up? know if he had mine or not, and I don't know. But Bert was the thing with Bert is Bert will at, at least at that time, and I'm guessing he's still like this. He will not back down from controversy. Bert was the one when when I first started doing the uh, media column. I called him up to talk about something twins, and he basically said I should be pitching coach, and I think he proceeded to rip Dick Such. And he was the I love it. he was the analyst for the team. It's amazing. It was great stuff. But he's like, here's what Dick Sudge doesn't do right. Here's what I would do. It was. A, I was like, this is a this is a great story. He's great. Yeah, he's. He, yeah, I, I would think. I, I I thought when he got into the Hall of Fame that that would just be like, all right, I'll just like scale way back. But I think he every step of the way he's been offended when they cut him back. All right, another thirty for thirty idea. Minnesota sports thirty for thirties. The Siyoshi Nishioka era. No, that would not be bad. So. I think I found the YouTube video that Ron Gardenhire was, was that referring to. Of a thirty for thirty, I've heard Dude. you guys talk about this guy. Yes, for Twins fans. It, so the Twins. Okay, twins. <laughs> here's the setup. All right, 
There's there would be two titles to this. I think. Well, one of them could just be like we need more speed, which was the Twins' whole mantra. The Twins had one of the better teams in baseball, 2009, 2010. They had a great power hitting lineup in 2010. You know, Jim Tomey had signed, and you know, at the time they thought Justin Morneau was going to come back from the concussion. Joe Maurer was a year removed from an MVP season, but J.J. Hardy was the shortstop, and Orlando Hudson was like 35 years old. He was their second baseman, and so the entire offseason, the Twins were their whole mantra was, "We got to get faster. We got to we got to get speedier." They had you know statues in the corners on the outfield. They just needed some more speed so they could. Do some hitting and running and stealing bases and <laughs> found our guy, Siyoshi Nishioka, sitting over there in the Japanese Pacific League, won the batting title the year before. And we asked Ron Gardenhire at the beginning of the, I think it would have been spring training or whatever it was. This is going into 2011. You know, have you seen much of this guy? So the manager of the team, the manager of the team that's going to wind up, I, I would for sure want that guy's input before. And, and, you know, how much have you seen of this guy? You know, what, what are your thoughts so far? And, and he goes, honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. They they sent they sent some YouTube video. I've seen some YouTube videos of him, and that's kind of how. Well, there's like a six minute video on YouTube, Siyoshi Nishioka of the Chiba Lote Marines, and it's just six minutes of highlights. Obviously, because like it's a highlight video. Right, what they it's like the was, NFL draft. Yeah, like every guy who's drafted looks like the greatest football player ever because they show his six greatest plays on right. a thirty second reel. What they didn't show was he couldn't feel the ground ball without it bouncing off his chest, either at shortstop yeah, or second base, and he was a chain smoker. <laughs> I mean, you can be a productive chain smoker, but the gr- fielding ground ball thing that could be a problem. But like, if you knew in two thousand eleven, if if you found out. Oh yeah, this guy smokes like two packs a day. And it's not 1985 here. We're talking about professional athletes in 2011. We're going to give him millions of dollars. Wouldn't you be like, wait, what? Can he sprint 360 feet? Without wheezing? Without wheezing. <laughs> the fa- that's all I need from you, dude. That's all. That's the most I'm going to need from you. He would rip heaters in the twins' laundry room across the hallway from the clubhouse. I'm sorry. And in his contract, they had, they had a toilet replaced in the clubhouse with a bidet. That's that's so cool. that, but it's way in back, so nobody except for players has seen it. I really like this guy. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and oh, didn't amazing. he not? Didn't, didn't he not un- understand the uh, baseball fundamental, at least in the big leagues, of turning the double play to? And that's why Nick Swisher broke his leg. Yeah, because yeah, he, he didn't understand because they don't they don't slide into to, you. In yeah. yeah, yeah. He was used to baseball as we now know it. Not the fact that guys would actually slide into your leg to try to break so up the double play. Go, going into his second year, because the first year was just a disaster, and he was into, going into his second year, he was very much because he came with an entourage in his first year, and he worked out on his own and wore his own his own like branded gear and stuff. And then only when it was time to actually report did he go over to the twin side of things. So the next year, he was much more humble and you know worked out with the team and stuff. And I remember there was a media session, and so he had a translator. And we asked him, hey, kind of a rough season last year. You know, what are your goals, your plans going into this year? You know, what do you expect? And he gives his answer, and the translator says, you know, something, something. And he says, and so if it if it doesn't work out, I am I might just have to throw it all away. And uh, we all, all the beat writers, we all looked at each other. And we're like, okay, that's weird. So we all go up, and we're like, we're transcribing the audio. And finally someone says, what did he mean by <laughs> throw it all away? <laughs> We're gonna need a little more clarification on like if it doesn't work out, I'm yeah, gonna how, throw it all away. Yeah. Like, like, what are we talking about here? So we all gather around and we go, we go back to the translator and say, "Hey, just we don't want anything to get lost in translation here. We just want to make sure we're representing him mm-hmm. the right way." He said something about how if 
things don't go the right way, he might have to consider throwing it all away. Can you just clarify that? And, oh, sure. So he walks back over to Nishioka and gets you know whatever they interact and then comes back over to the reporters and he says, yeah, he meant throw it all away. He might have to throw it all away. <laughs> what, like quit baseball? Like, Is like, that... like, like jump off a building? Like, <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? What does that mean, throw know. it all away? So, Did you ever find out what he meant? Well, he wound up quitting like a it few months go... later, so... And I believe he, he gave him some of the money back, correct? Yeah, he did. So that's probably, probably what it he meant. It was like was a $12 million dollar contract. Some of the money back in the hole? He gave back like $6 million or something just because he How about he this one? Bad. How about a breakdown of, of um, very specifically, the Glenn Mason era of gopher football with the greatest meltdowns? Oh, wow. Now you're just, now you're just poking at me. Michigan, I, Wisconsin. I'm good on that one. Punter drops the ball. <laughs> Uh, the bowl game. I'm good. The on last that. game. Don't come on though. If you got the parties involved to talk about it, wouldn't you watch it? Glenn would probably gleefully talk about that. I era, think he right? would. I'd yeah. love to see the greatest goal for meltdowns in the Glenn Mason era. Here's another one. Andy tweets in thirty for thirty ideas. Minnesota sports. Kevin loves knuckle push-ups. When he broke his hand six Get years ago. Yeah. So Kevin Love breaks yeah. his hand, and the Timberwolves came with some hodgepodge excuse that he was doing knuckle push-ups and. The real word is that he got into a fight with a friend or a manager or something and punched a wall or punched somebody else and broke his hand that way. How about a 30 for 30 on how in the hell in the year 2010 you build a baseball park in Minnesota without hashtag putting a roof on it? Oh, there how's, it is. How's this that going? Right oh, I'll tell you. That'd be great because we'd celebrate then the fact that there's not a monstrosity of a roof on the ballpark and we all love Target Field. <laughs> there it is. And that they did a great job. And that we can't wait for the 2020 season. That's yeah, you'll a, say that, and then there'll be 18 people in the stands in that's March. Uh, Robbie Makloff, everybody. You can, <laughs> you can rip him on Twitter, can, at Rami is tweeting. How can you sign the bringer of rain if you can't bring rain? <laughs> well, that's then he can bring well, rain, can and you don't have to Park. stop the game. Well, that's, can, that's he can bring, good, he can that's bring all the rain he yeah, wants. Now you're feeding into Rami's point here, Judd. You should, you should J- say Jonathan's right. You can bring the rain if you're in Miller Park. Exactly. Because, you know, roofs don't work. Exactly, and they don't. We're called to close the roof when it's going to rain. By the way, speaking of Rami, where are you at with your your infamous Super Bowl food spread here? What's what's it's, what's cooking here in seventy two hours? I'm still hours? in the strategizing uh, phase of putting together the spread. In other words, I, I have a game plan. It's, the specifics aren't necessarily all worked out. What's the main event? Do you know? I, what, do, do you know what the card looks like? See, I don't. I, I'm not. I haven't decided on the main event yet. Does the main event go off last, or are you too full? Like, do, do you put the main event in the middle of the card? No, just I. Ha- to, uh, Okay, so here's here's how this is how every Super Bowl there needs to be a thirty spread. for thirty on Rami's Super Bowl spread. <laughs> this is how every Super Bowl spread should go down. First of all, uh, the the environment. Can we talk about the environment we like to watch a Super Bowl in? Because I'm not. Well, I'm you not... are high maintenance. <laughs> My environment will include no people. Wife is going to leave on Sunday, and I'm kicking everybody else out. So it's all me and Stella, just you. Just you on the cut with Stella. See that—that's a little sad to me, but I don't—I don't want. <laughs> nah, I'm kind of a judge here. I don't want. I don't. I'm I don't. Super Bowl I'm not going out in public to watch it. I will not be at a local establishment. I don't like being in large groups, just in general, but especially for a football game. I want to watch and pay attention to and enjoy. Yeah. I'm probably not going to somebody else's house to watch it because the number one reason I won't go to somebody else's house to watch it: people invite more people than they have comfortable seats. That's true. It's a good point. Every time you go to a Super Bowl party at somebody else's house, 
you end up like on an exercise bike or sitting like on a laundry basket. Like you just you, you have you have the worst yeah. seat in the house. Yeah, if, if you have like if you have like an L couch and a couple folding chairs and invite eighteen people, screw you. Don't invite okay? more people than you have comfortable seats. And, and or just I, say no thanks. So to I'm it watching invite. it at home, and I'm only inviting a few select people, and it's people who are going to like be there for the game. Like I don't want to hear. So they'll shut up during the game. So people be, who are just going to be silent for no, five hours. No, if you want to talk about the game, if you want to talk about the commercials, if you want to talk about the halftime show, anything involved with what's on my TV, let's let's discuss. Do you I'm, kick people out if they if, if they want to talk about the Bachelor or something? No, I just won't invite you over if I know you're that type well, of I'm person. Not, I guess I'm not invited. <laughs> At what point in the game, though, do you tell them, hey, enough chatter, we're now watching the game? Because there's got to come a point, fourth quarter or so, where you're like, okay, Again, if it's a close game, you shut up. I'm only inviting people who I know know these things ahead of time. They have So you're relying on them to be smart enough have, to have, clam up once the game gets good? They have football decorum. Okay, okay I'm right. only inviting people over who I know have football decorum. Gotcha. Now let's get to the food. Pre-game, first quarter, I'm only going to have out, can I have some music for this? Pre-game, first quarter. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. We're going to do this when we come back. Oh, okay. All right. This needs some space. I think I need some space for this. And sage football wisdom from Miami. Oh. That's a packed segment here. right there. I'm that's on the edge of my seat. Out. I want to hear what this is. This is by the way, if you're, if you're new to the show. I thought going to fire up the porn music, Phil. And I, was, I thought it was going to be that simple. We will when we come back. <laughs> if you're new to the show. All right, okay. We're not just talking about anyone here who just, you know, eats some wings. Like, this is Rami Bleepin' Makloff's Super Bowl spread. You're damn okay? right. You're damn right. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North and the Score North app. We're sitting here in the TCL studios, and TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand for many reasons. It's not really shocking to see why. When you just go to any major local retailer in the Twin Cities, you can compare TCL TVs to any other TVs on the wall, on the rack there, and you'll see... If they have better picture quality, you'll see that they have, with that built-in Roku device, connectivity to more streaming channels than you really know what to do with, 5,000 streaming channels. And if you're a cord cutter, like I have been now for about three weeks, you're just not going to find a better option than TCL TV. I love the fact, I don't even know what to do. We've got this TV stand that we used to have like 19 different cords and a cable box that you pay 20 bucks a month for or whatever the hell, and now it's just totally clean. And we've got YouTube TV for 50 bucks a month, and the TCL TV takes care of all of those streaming channels. It's awesome. TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Uh, and we do this show from the TCL studios every single day. Also, on the corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard is the car dealership and service department my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota. And the service department has had my back on a number of occasions. I, I actually love the fact that I get, I personally have the combination now of the best service department. If something goes wrong in the, in the winter time here, uh, I've got that peace of mind. But I also have a durable four wheel drive safe vehicle that I've been leasing for about six or seven months. It's a 2019 RAV4. I can tell you right now, Highlanders, RAV4s, Forerunners, anything that's large and safe and has four wheel drive, some great specials going on right now at Luther Brookdale Toyota. Don't sweat these wintry conditions. They're going to be around for probably like two more months because that's how we roll here in Minnesota. So uh, go get that peace of mind that I've been getting for a long time here. Again, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. 
Jonathan here with the Score North Donald. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just a second. But first, Destination Winter St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate and the Securian Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd over at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. And the Securian Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more information, visit scorenorth.com keyword winter. One of the Vikings star safeties, Anthony Harris, this season, he was down at the Super Bowl at Media Row talking to NFL Network, and they asked him what was the key to the Vikings' success this season. Here's what he said. I think it was, the, you know, the camaraderie we had. Um, you know, guys really buying in, believing in one another, believing in ourselves, our individual talent, but then just putting it together, you know, sacrificing Absolutely. the individual um, for the success and the goals of our team. You can join Minnesota United FC for their third annual boot soccer tournament this year on the Great Lawn, the Great Lawn at Allianz Field on Sunday, February 9th. For more details or to register your team, visit scorenorth.com keyword boot. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Football. We'll check in with our friend Sage Rosenfels from Miami here in, in just a few minutes, but... This is this is actually one of my favorite topics of the year. We did this last year. Yeah. Rami Makloff, for those of you who don't know him, Rami Makloff is a master in the kitchen. I am. I don't think that's an, I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. I would I'm willing to go with that and say yes, master. Is, is cooking if you were to rank the things in your life that you're good at, where does cooking rank? At this stage in my life, it's probably number 1. So, so I would say it's probably the thing I'm best at is making Delicious, delicious food. I mean, like Rami replicated Target Field food. He replicated the La Tortuga sandwich mm-hmm. in the in the conference room over here That's with good. a George Foreman yeah. grill. With a George Foreman grill, and they were better than the actual. Give sandwich. me any mm-hmm. heat source, any food product. I'm going to make something happen. So, I, sh- I should be on Chopped, really. <laughs> well, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> no, I think you. I think you would. I think I think it'd be fun to see you like just be resourceful, <laughs> just throw things at me. So Rami Rami treats Super Bowl Sunday not only as Super Bowl for NFL teams, but like this is your Super Bowl. It is as a yes. passionate. It's Thanksgiving Part Two, is what Super Bowl Sunday is for me, and I love it. I love it. I have to admit, last year it got away from me a little bit, and I'm going to blame my girlfriend. She got a, she got a little crazy wow. with the menu, and she, I think she would even admit it. Like this year, I'm going in with a clear cut strategy. I want to minimize the leftovers, but still enjoy myself because. I, during the break, Casey, you can call in to defend yourself. Yeah, by I was going to say, say or feel free to dump him. Yeah, during the break, I was doing. Actually, actually, if you want to call Jeez. in and dump Rami live on the air, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's going to be a great audiogram. That's going to do a lot of hits. <laughs> How about pointing the finger like that? That's bold. That's a man clearly not married. Yeah, <laughs> has no idea how this works. My wife's the greatest. I have no complaints. Yeah, Jana, amazing. I have never been more wrong about a million things. She's she's never been wrong before. During the break, I was doing two things. One, pulling up the pictures of my Super Bowl spread from last year, and two, watching Joe Thomas on the NFL Network cook a tomahawk steak with uh, a freaking blowtorch oh, yeah. with Martha Football. Stewart. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Joe there, Thomas. Is there anything more football than Joe Thomas uh-huh. cooking a slab of meat no. with a torch? No. Not at all. Yeah, football. Kirk Cousins with a slab of meat I can't identify <laughs> on a grill. Drinking a white cloth. To this day, I have no idea what Kirk Cousins was cooking. Kirk Cousins, mystery meat, truly. That's going to be one hell of a 30 for 30. <laughs> that would be a great 30 for 30. What was it? <laughs> 
<laughs> and somehow, oddly, it represents exactly Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and later. Is he a star? Is he not? We don't really know. Is it meat? Is it fish? Who knows? So last year, on the on the Super Bowl spread, I had deviled eggs, layered taco dip, hummus, French onion dip, Mexican dip, a crudite, uh, tortilla chips, Ritz crackers, bottle of whiskey there, bourbon, barbecue, meatballs, and weenies, hanky pankies. Do you guys know what hanky pankies are? Are we all familiar with hanky pankies? Are like pig in a blanket? No, it's it's like a little piece of... Um, there are a lot uh, of things went through my about? mind after you went from weenies to hanky pankies. <laughs> You're not the only one, Jeff. It's like, Mackie, it's Mackie like, and Judd with Rami after dark will be back simple. after this. It's like a little, it's like a little square of pumpernickel bread with like a breakfast sausage uh-huh. and Velveeta cheese put on top and baked, and it's it's amazing. That Super, sounds amazing. It's really really good. Had some broccoli salad, and then the main course was a beer cheese soup in pretzel bread bowls, and then I had uh, like cookie bars for dessert. So that was, and that that's too much in my opinion. Football. That's a little bit too much. How many people were eating those 19 Me and things? my girlfriend. Two people? <laughs> what? How much did you have left over? That's what I'm saying. That was a little bit out of control. Now, this year... Well, how much of those, quote-unquote, big weights did it take to throw around to work dude, that off? so many. So many big did weights. Did you gain more during the course of that game or during your Thanksgiving, no, Thanksgiving time off Thanksgiving, this year when, Thanksgiving when was, you came back bloated? This Thanksgiving break was just 10 days of debauchery food-wise. You, just, you left here for Thanksgiving, <laughs> I think, look Looking like Elvis circa 1967, you came back looking like Elvis 1975. Like you days. should have come back in the Elvis 1970s outfit. Oh, uh, that was ten on? days. That was, and I did that. I actually, it's impressive what I did <laughs> to go to do seven years of Elvis in in a matter of ten days. No, I'm right, not. Exactly. I'm not ripping you here. You have, I'm you have to be facts. impressed. So this year, I was. It's going to be me. Uh, probably the girlfriend and, and a couple. I'm inviting a couple of buddies who may or may not show up, and I'm going and I'm going in with a clear cut game plan to because last year it just like I said it got away from me. And here's the game plan: I need football music to lay out my game plan, not porn music, but football music. If I could, please, you guys tell me what you think. Oh, this is all right. So pregame, first quarter, like three three things, three things on the spread, like a salsa. With some chips, that's one item. A crudite with like an onion dip, you know, like some veggies with like an onion dip to put in there. And a third cold dip, probably like a Mexican corn dip. That's pregame first quarter, right? I'm tingling a little okay. here. Okay. Second quarter. Come on! Football! You move into some warm appetizers. Oh. Some cocktail meatballs, maybe some more hanky-pankies, maybe one other thing, some weenies, something. I don't know. Another warm happy. Halftime, third quarter. Now we get to the headliner, the main event of the spread. Okay. Whatever that might be, and I'm going to tell you guys in a minute what I'm considering. I feel like we need Bruce Buffer in here to introduce <laughs> all the food items. I feel like I feel like that that you should give your script to to uh, Manny Hill, who should narrate it with the Manny voice, with the NFL Films music playing behind it. You know what? I might, in the second quarter. I think I'm going to decide the exact dishes and then give that to Manny. And he can narrate <laughs> it to NFL Films <laughs> music. How, wait, it how, much, how much are the actual Buffer brothers charging for, is it like a million bucks? Probably, for... probably quite a bit. I would imagine it's quite a bit. Hmm. And then, and then a little dessert. 
a little dessert. Maybe like last year I had cookie bars. This year maybe brownies or like some cupcakes that are how much dressed up to look like football last year. Just out of curiosity, just, you know, you graze, you graze, Judd, over the course of the day and the game, you just graze. You come back for a little dip. Is it grazing or is it gorging? <laughs> it's grazing. I'm going to call it grazing to make me feel better about myself I love and it, my like, eating habits. You know, by the end of a full day of grazing, you know, cows have eaten about 15 pounds of grass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess. So it makes sense. Yeah. But th- I think that's a sound and reasonable game plan, don't you? Like, I mean, I would be passed out. I love food. I'd be passed out by halftime here, but I commend. Three cold appetizer dip type things. Three I, warm appetizer type of things. A main course and a dessert. When do Football. you... So the game kicks at 5.30, is that right? Five, uh, I think it's uh, 5.18 okay, to 518. be exact. Yeah. When do you start and, and how is this... Distri- prepping, prepping or eating? No, no. Eating uh, probably, and the distribution of the food. I'll probably put the, start putting the spread out at about 4, 4.30. Oh, so it comes quick. Yeah. See, I, mean, I thought you, you might be doing one starting at like two. No, and the, and the problem is if you start eating at two o'clock, you know what? What's you, I almost feel like you have to condense it all into like a three or four hour window because if you start at two o'clock, there's no way you're going to yeah, have gas in the saying. tank by eight or okay. Eight but or even, nine even starting a little later, you want to pace yourself. You, you want to make it through the game. Are you awake by the fourth quarter? Yeah, I'm conscious. I, I mean, technically speaking, but the poker. You sure? <laughs> my eyes are I open. No shot. My Last eyes are year's open. Super Bowl, I would have been out. I'm this breathing. Year's maybe not. I've got heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm technically awake. My glands are swollen. I would. I would say I'm technically awake. There's brain activity, but <laughs> right. Exactly. Any other activity? We're not sure. So that's the Rami food spread. I mean, you can you can tweet at us. Is he Is missing that crazy? anything? Is, Is that crazy? Yeah. I don't think that's that crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's it, to me, it's you it's, and one other person. It's, no, it's, it's, more about it's the crazy. fact that there's only two of you. Is, it's crazy. And the fact that you've now created like two mystery friends as a beard for... Yeah, <laughs> yeah who, who you now are admitting probably aren't going to show up. And this mystery guy's, friend uh, one is the right hand, mystery friend two is the left hand, and he just puts food in both of them. Yeah, I met a new guy, uh, I met a new guy uh, Kevin, at the gym the other day. He's going to yeah. come over. He's new to town. He's going to come watch the game with us. It, it, it's entirely possible it could just be me and the girlfriend. That's so entirely this, possible. This That's Robbie's like food would. spread. Like it would clog your veins up. No, there's a lot of healthy stuff there. I told you there's gonna be a vegetable. Di- there's gonna be like a vegetable platter, which nobody touches, by the way. No, right? I always do. Okay, I always do. Hank. Actually, I mix that in throughout. It's like the offensive lineman that just clears the way <laughs> to make sure make sure the offense keeps moving. If you know what I mean. I wanted to know what was on your food spread, not how it goes down. And what no, it no, does. stop, stop, stop. For those that didn't get that. it, I, I just want to leave them alone. <laughs> Um, football. <laughs> the hanky panky sounds like it would be followed by chest pains. It's so good. It's so good. It's simulator, so, possibly. The chest pains sound like they're worth it for this one night. Yeah, man. You can deal with some fluttering for. I do this two, maybe yeah. three times a year. Yeah, I'm Thanksgiving, with, I'm with there's the Super Bowl, yeah, and then the, there might be one more thing somewhere in between there. That's there, it. There, there are certain times where you have to just throw health out the window. <laughs> Tom asked, when does Rami actually have time to watch the game? That's the thing. You do. Pre- you have to prep beforehand. To make everything very turnkey on Super Bowl day. Like, you just should have to warm stuff up or maybe throw something in a pot. Like, you, you want to keep it simple. You want to keep it very simple and turnkey on Super Bowl day. So so that's Rami's food spread. You Judd, Judd, you're going to be watching the game alone with your dog on Sunday. Yeah. What does Judd Zulgad put together? Because we actually, like... We might we might do a restaurant. We've got we've got all kinds of different oh, no. options. Oh, I'm no. I'm okay watching the game at a restaurant. No. I watched the Super Bowl at JD Hoyt's before. It was amazing. Volumes up as long as the volumes up. Yeah, I'm yeah, with I want to hear the commentators. No. What's Can't my food spread? What's your be? food spread? Well, I might go to Taco Bell before <laughs> football. I am with John on this one. 
What? Yes, absolutely. Had, if you had a choice of the two, from what I just described, and Taco Bell, you're telling me you go Taco Bell? It's way easier Get to make. Get out of here, Rami, man. I would be uncomfortable at your house. Like, I would have to go home quickly. Yeah, because I don't have enough comfortable chairs for everybody. You would be uncomfortable. I know the, I know the chair Jeb will be sitting on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the porcelain. Hey, the porcelain. I gotta get in there. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's Rami's food spread. Tweet, tweet what, what's he missing? Tweet at us at Rami is tweeting. <laughs> missing Taco Bell. At Phil Mackey, at James Olgen. I always I like to make the uh, the main course, the main event, like something that has something to do with the game. So, like the city it's played in, or one of the cities of one of the teams, or maybe. You make two main courses, and it's one course representing each of the cities. So, so you just have a pile of cocaine on your table for, <laughs> for this thing, and either that or a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, dolphin sushi. I was thinking some Cuban sandwiches, maybe, because Kansas City is barbecue, and these laws that you can't have a grill or a barbecue in an apartment building in this city are absolutely ridiculous, and really, really hold me back. Do you in know my how many people culinary would, adventures? Do you know how many people would burn down their apartment in this city if, if we allowed grills? They're, they're allowed in Chicago and Milwaukee, the two cities I've lived in. They're not lighting buildings on fire every week. Let us barbecue. In Wisconsin, they might be, but they're too drunk to realize it's it. It's the Midwest. We're supposed to be allowed to barbecue. <laughs> I think you're... I've got plenty of room to do that. I think the Cuban, a good idea. Yeah. But it, that's that's a dicey one. You can't... If you screw that up, it's not good. You've got to be very careful. you got to be very careful. Yeah, I mean, you... I mean... Really? Cuban is sandwiches that hard? The, the La Tortuga sandwich? that I made, my twist was on awesome. the La Tortuga, was it's, it's pretty close to the Cuban. Okay, that was very good. That was pretty close to a Cuban. Yeah, I mean, like, the Tony O's, Cuban's you know not what? that complicated. The Tony O's uh, behind home plate at Target Field is awesome. But there's a Tony O's stand way up above on the third deck that they allow them to get cold and shuffle them away, yeah. and, and they'll stick them under the proverbial heating lamp. Mm. No, no. Can't go, I can't do that because it's heavy. It tastes heavy, though. Tony O, by the way, I have run into Tony O at the Tony O's Cuban stand. Looks at great. Field. He's, uh, Tony O looks fantastic. He only eats Tony O's Cuban sandwiches at games, though. So He just goes down there like well, twice a game. If you had the Mackie sandwich, would you eat something else? I'd have to figure out what the Mackie sandwich is, though. No one needs to know that. <laughs> Probably, be the same. No Probably be the same thing as the Judd sandwich. A lot of fat. All right, let's uh, let's check in with our friend. A little while ago, earlier, when you, you guys were on Score North Live today, Sage Rosenfels has been bouncing around at Radio Row. So Sage and I caught up for some Sage football wisdom. Sage Rosenfels perusing around Miami and Radio Row. We talked Super Bowl and other things here. Let's roll it. Mackie and Judd with Rami, Score North and the Score North app. And it's time for an abbreviated Sage football wisdom session here with our friend Sage Rosenfels, who's down in Miami for Super Bowl 54. How many lavish parties have you been to so far this week, Sage? All of them? Well, I mean, I don't know about all of them. I mean, it's only Thursday, and really the lavish, lavish parties start tonight. So I'm only only here one more night. I'm sort of going to miss most of that. I guess as I'm 41 years old, I call that nonsense at this point because it's not really my style. But, uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff is – some of that stuff is tonight, Thursday night, but most of that's Friday and Saturday. Uh, I did go to a fun party last night. It was uh, Mike Silver uh, and Jeff Darlington and Carissa Thompson threw a get-together. They always throw in. It's it's a lot of fun because it's a lot of NFL Network people. It's a lot of ESPN people uh, and and some box people as well. So that's always a fun one. That's probably, for me, the – Sort of the first part of the week is is Wednesday night. Nice. Have has has the, has the Kobe Bryant news from Sunday? How has that sort of affected Super Bowl week and the and the festivities? Have you have you been able to get a temperature? 
Yeah, so, you know, I flew in on Monday, and I will say on Radio Row, I had two or three different conversations with different people just about how sort of awkward it was to be there and, and you know, to be talking about football and this game and the matchups and all these things. And uh, But, you know, it seemed like everybody has their sort of Kobe Bryant story. You know, some people who met him, some people who actually know him. Obviously, most people just have watched him play and sort of seen him over the years. But, you know, everyone's sort of affected by that tragedy a little, you know, different than others. And, you know, for me, it sort of hit me in you know, a lot of different ways, but in particular, you know, it seemed like he had that, that amazing relationship with his daughter. And for someone who has two daughters, that really struck home with me. I think that struck home with a lot of other dads out there. Yeah, it is. I feel like, I feel like people have sort of, now that the Lakers have put out a statement and it feels like people are starting to move forward a little bit. I, I'm looking forward to the Lakers Blazers game tomorrow night, but um, I, th- I think by the time the Super Bowl gets here on Sunday, it'll be sort of business as usual. Which, by the way, let's let's talk a little Super Bowl here. I think there's so much talk about Niners defense and can Jimmy Garoppolo carry the Niners if it's a shootout and Pat Mahomes. And I actually think one of the the stories that's getting overlooked is Andy Reid has been an NFL head coach for 20 years. If you stacked his regular season resume. And everything up to the Super Bowl credentials, up against most coaches, he'd be one of the great coaches of all time. I, I think Andy Reid has a chance to move to a different level in people's minds if the Chiefs win this game on Sunday. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that for me, and not a lot of other people I've talked to here, because this has been a conversation piece on Radio Row, is you know Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer to almost everybody. But he doesn't have a Super Bowl, so there's sort of like that missing thing there. you know. And I think this would be... Uh, you know, the ability to really, you know, top off an unbelievable coaching career. You know, who knows how much longer he's going to coach, but now to take two different teams to the Super Bowl, only so many coaches have done that. And, you know, this matchup for this week, that, that really is, I think, the main story on Radio Row is, you know, a lot of times you're talking about a football game coming up. You know, people talk about somebody's run offense versus run defense and blah, 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 and get these little matchups. But, these matchups and the various things are like so blatant and, and obvious to talk about, and, and so like are going to be so vital to the football game. Where it really is, I mean, this rain attack for for San Francisco going against a defense that's not great against the run in Kansas City, the, the passing attack for Kansas City, which is just incredible. With Patrick Mahomes, I mean, to score fifty one points in three quarters of a playoff game is nothing short of phenomenal. And to go against the number one pass defense in the league in San Francisco. So, I mean, the matchups are incredible. You got an old coach named Reed. You got a young coach coming up, uh, and Kyle Shanahan. You know, you can really go on and on and on. I was, I ran into Trey Wingo on the beach yesterday. Wow. Right? I mean, that, that's what happens when you go to these things. I, I, the, the radio, nice thing about the radio row, it's about two blocks from the beach. So I had a little extra time, brought my swimming suit, my backpack, went over there for about an hour and a half. And Trey Wingo walks by. And of course, we're talking about football. And he said, I think this might be the fastest Super Bowl in the sense of the players, the fastest, you know, skill position players, running backs, wide receivers that the Super Bowl has ever had. I mean, there are some burners in this ball game, uh, in particular that wide receiver position for Kansas City. But, you know, San Francisco had a lot of guys who could really run, and obviously all three of their running backs seems like those guys can take it to the house on any carry. I'm trying to envision you, you and Trey Wingo in slow motion, like like Rocky Three with uh, with Apollo and 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 Rocky, short shorts, no shirts, just embracing. Like what what was the embrace like on the edges of the ocean? Uh, there was no embrace there. I was sitting in like uh, one of those layout chair type of things, and he walked by. We chatted. He wanted to go get a quick dip, and I mean, he's really working, right? I mean, he's 
he's got to uh, you know run from an NFL live set, get a, get a quick dip in the in the water, and, and come back at for for another set uh, you know a couple hours later. Also, Tim Hasselbeck and his wife Elizabeth Hasselbeck walked by, so I chatted with them a little bit. You know, about various things. Next thing you know, I'm in a conversation about Haiti with Elizabeth Hasbuck yesterday <laughs> on, on the beach. So Amazing. that's the Super Bowl, and that's Radio Row that I'm standing outside of right now. I, as I walked up here, uh, you know, this morning, I saw a guy, a couple guys that looked like they were either boxers or MMA fighters. I have no idea who they were, but they looked like, just based off of their, I say, facial features, that they look like they've been hit in the face a lot. So I assume they're <laughs> MMA people or something or boxers. So, I, you know, that's why I'm feeling walk by and. Now, today's the day. Monday and Tuesday are very quiet. I don't say quiet on Radio Row, but it's it's you know it's 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 working its way into the week. Wednesday gets busy, and then Thursday and Friday is a full onslaught. Yeah, a lot of athletes flying today. Some flew flew in last night, but a lot flying today, and they all get their media stuff on Thursday afternoon on Friday. Obviously, before all the the parties and stuff on Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, they're all like they're all hawking old. They're they're all wearing like Old Spice t shirts and and hawking product. That's my favorite part. It's just you'll just see like Von Miller walking around with you know like the Old Spice guy or something. What's it's, have you seen it's anything? The most, it's, it's the most random stuff you see. It really is. Radio Row. It's, it's you know, if you get a pass to it, you can just sort of stand around and just people watch for hours on end. Yes. And, you know, for a guy like me who really was like the journeyman backup. You know, there's so many people I know. You know, all the PR people from from various you know teams uh, and, and just you know various agents, PR people, and those types of things from from over the years. You just sort of run into all these people that you know, and obviously you know a lot of former players who have radio shows in other you know cities, and you just sort of get picked. Hey, would you come on with me? And of course, people always want to talk about quarterbacks and whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, Pat Mahomes, or whatever. So I end up being pretty busy on Radio Row uh, when I'm here. So, Sage, what do you think people are going to be saying about Pat Mahomes in 20 years from now? If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he could be one of the top five to ten quarterbacks of all time. That's why I see it. I, I don't know if anyone's played at, at a higher level than him and just freak of nature type of plays and throws and mix that with, like, real athleticism and scrambling ability uh, and also just accuracy when it's just the simple stuff. I mean, the guy has, has really I've, – I've never seen a quarterback play, you know, quite like him before. I, I think he really if, – if, again, if he stays healthy and the guys that run around a lot, that's always the issue. The more you run around, a lot of times uh, you end up getting hurt. Now, Russell Wilson's sort of a different mix there because he's 5'10 and about 215 pounds. He's just sort of stacked solid. But the guys that run around a lot, a lot of times end up getting injured. So – now, to have a great NFL career as a quarterback, you can't play eight years or nine years or ten years. You have to play for about you know fourteen, fifteen plus years at this point. But I fully expect he'll be a Hall of Famer. We're a long ways from there, but I just don't see how he could sort of you know fall off of that path that he's on because you know as you see him in interviews, you see him off the field. He at a very very young age has sort of taken uh, you know this responsibility of being a quarterback uh, for an NFL franchise. And he, you know, the way he talks and the way he does his interviews and talks about his team, it's like he's a 10 year vet already. So, you know, that's one of the stumbling blocks that occurs sometimes with young quarterbacks, uh, to prevent them from sort of maximizing their, their potential. It doesn't seem like, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes has, is going to have any of those issues. Yeah. Last thing for you here, Sage Rosenfeld, Sage Football Wisdom, every Thursday on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Who wins and why? What happens on Sunday? I just don't know. Uh, you know, the San Francisco's pass defense, 169 yards a game, number one in the league, which 
really is incredible. When you win 13 ball games, you know, usually you're up, you know, in the fourth quarter, you're up by two touchdowns, you're up by 10 points, you're going to give up, you know, 100 yards pass in the fourth quarter. They didn't do that. I mean, to, to, like I said, to give up 169 yards all year, uh, you know, on average per game is incredible. I just don't know how that will match up, though, with the speed. And that's one thing that the corners and the safeties aren't super fast in San Francisco. They're just really smart, and they've got that great D-line that makes them sort of seem almost better than they are. But I just don't see how the, the speed of the, of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs receivers, Tyreek Hill and those guys, of these 49ers uh, cornerbacks and stuff, can keep up with them. So to me, that's, you know, that's one of the big plays in the game. The other one is, you know, is, is the 49ers running game, obviously. You know, the, the better the 49ers run the football, the less Pat Mahomes is on the field. So that's another big aspect of the game. So I think Kansas City wins this one. I just, uh, that, that game where they get the Texans where they scored 51 points in three quarters, that like totally sold me on, I don't know if, 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 uh, if any team can stop this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Football. Sage football wisdom. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You can also find Sage on Purple Daily every Monday and Wednesday at 2 o'clock with Matthew Collar. All right. Uh, be safe. Enjoy yourself. And say hi to uh, all the A-listers for us. Will do. Will do. All right. All right Bye, Sage. All right, Sage. Thanks for Sage uh, down in Miami hanging out with us here on this Thursday. Every Thursday at 4.30. In Miami. I mean, he's, uh, he's, uh, like he's roaming around. There. What? He sounded like his mother there. Be well, he's, safe. Hey, listen, there's a lot of... <laughs> Don't do anything wrong. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, Say hi to everybody. A lot of bad activities at these parties. <laughs> hey, you've seen... You've seen Cocaine Cowboys. You guys ever seen that documentary? <laughs> oh, I like how People you People take make, machine guns into restaurants. You think Goodell's just down there like, where's all, where's all the coke? <laughs> I put the Super Bowl here for a reason. Where's all the coke? Who's got the coke? I brought it back for the first time in a decade for a reason. Where is it? Say hello to my little football. (laughs) Filled with coke. (laughs) Uh, I think Judd and I are going to argue about something when we come back here. If our if our prep email is any indication, but let's let's talk about uh, guaranteed sales here. Thank you, Phil, and that does allow me the opportunity to talk about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and as Phil just said, their guaranteed sales program. If you're looking to sell your home this spring, Jason and his team will guarantee the sale of your house when you list with, as I just said, the Walgrave Real Estate Group. Yes, I said guarantee. You know, we talk about in this town, in lots of towns, I'm sure, guaranteed offers, right? You're going to get a guaranteed offer. I guarantee that. Okay, that's all well and good, and that sounds great. But when you're talking about Jason and his team, we're talking about a guaranteed sale. Let me run through the differences again. Guaranteed offer? Well and good. That sounds okay. Guaranteed sale? That sounds fantastic. All you you need to do, uh, by the way, to get the guaranteed sale, it's this simple. Is go to jasonsguarantee.com. That's jasons, plural, guarantee.com. Click on the guaranteed uh, sales button to learn how the program works. And now is the time to act. We all know that there's stress in moving, right? Decisions to be made, discussions to be had. Let Jason take away some of that pressure by going again with his guaranteed, I'll say it, sale program. We all love guarantees, and this one's going to help you. Again, go to jasons, plural, guarantee.com. Click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more, and you will be glad that you did. Phil Mackey? And Speaking of guarantees, I can guarantee you that Dale Tondrick will absolutely help give you the knowledge you need to save the right way for retirement. Dale Tondrick spends his entire life thinking about and working on new ways to make sure that you and your family are stockpiling money for retirement. Dale Tondrick is a trusted source of information to help you on your path. And there are things... 
that you can do positively and negatively, just depending on what your investment strategy is, that could save or cost you tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars later on in your life. You just want to make sure you're on the right path and you're making the right moves and your money is in the right place. And I don't care if you're 30 or 60. There are things you can and should be doing to make sure that all of those ducks are in a row. Dale Tondrick can be reached at 952-401-1671. 952-401-1671. Or just snoop around his website, myinvestingcoach.com. That's myinvestingcoach.com. If you like back hair, I'm all in. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Roger tweets into the show here. I can't help but notice that despite a spread that would feed a small army, no crowd... And no crowd to feed. None of Rami's Score North friends have been invited to the Super Bowl party. Well, you guys have made it crystal clear that you don't you don't want to come over for my Super. You'd rather go to a restaurant. Judd's at home with Stella the dog. So what? what Jonathan lives in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> who am I, I going to invite? Who am I inviting? He's I mean, Wetmore's I mean, not cook... going to put a major dent into the food spread, but like, you know, if you want to sure, cook barbecue, I've got somewhere. a big enough deck. I, do you have a smoker? No, you My smoker is still in Wisconsin. Well, you can bring it over. It's in Wisconsin. Well, they're close enough. I feel like Texas, Wisconsin. you're not fully committed to Minnesota if your smoker is still in Wisconsin. What am I going to do with you're it? You're ready to go back These archaic time. laws that you have here. I can't light a fire anywhere. Because we're oh, afraid you you'll burn down archaic. apartment buildings. You think that's an archaic law? Well, no, we, we sell well, we alcohol on right. Sundays now, and our bar time is 2 a.m. We just don't trust you to light it's not like in my 20s when this town really stunk and you could only drink till <laughs> 1 and you couldn't get beer on a Sunday except till for one? 3, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, until how long ago? It's super archaic. Right? 10 years ago, 15 years ago? since I turned 21. Oh. Let, Let me light a fire. Time. Let me light a fire and cook some delicious meat. Well, don't you have a courtyard? For the love of God. Don't, don't you have a courtyard that you yeah, can go there, to? Yeah, there are grills out there, but not smokers. There's a big difference well, between on. a grill and a smoker. They have, they have propane well, wait, grills. Wait, 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 wait. Couldn't, yes. couldn't you go, couldn't you bring your smoker from Wisconsin? No, nope. I asked. haul it out to I'm you. not allowed to use it in the courtyard. Okay, well, you made one huge mistake. You asked. <laughs> you just do it. You just That's do it, point. and then you get told yeah. no, but also, then the smoker's for good for that day. Also, I got a smoker for Christmas about two years ago yeah. that's uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi enabled. What? Yeah, it's amazing. It's I don't, just I, leave it at my why place. Do you, why do you need the Wi-Fi? Now, hear me out. It has a thermometer that I put in the meat, so I can just set it and literally forget it, go about my day, because barbecue takes a long time. And with a normal smoker, you have to keep coming back, making sure it's the right temperature. It sets its own... T- well, I set the temperature on my phone, the cooking temperature, and then when the meat gets to the proper temperature, it sends a message to my phone... Football. Saying your barbecue is ready. And I can't get Wi-Fi or Bluetooth down in the courtyard. I will bet you my last dollar that Glenn Perkins has the same thing. He probably does. This it's sounds like this sounds like something Perk would have. So cool. It's amazing. I was doing the whole charcoal and wood chips thing for so years. This is basically just a smoker for lazy people that don't want to get up and check yeah. a couple times. And who don't want to keep reloading charcoal and making sure it's the right temperature and you gotta keep up with it. If it's cold out, you need to make it's it amazing. warmer. If you it's know, warm out, you need to make it cooler. If there's any times where I where I say to myself, Jed, are you a, a guy's guy? Like are you a guy? <laughs> when Rami says stuff like that, it's so clear I'm not a guy's guy at all. 
Like, think about it. Now, now I know it's lazy. I know it's lazy, okay? But still, that's like something a dad would do, right? Like, you know, I got this. I, and but I are tell- you, like, just now realizing that you're not a guy's dad? <laughs> No, I realize it every so you made, often. You made your wife's friends use a chainsaw to knock a tree down in your backyard two years ago. No, no, the tree was I down. Was. I didn't want to cut it up, and they did it. And, and they did a great job. But I'm just saying, if there's ever... Why when you got friends? Because I live in Texas, remember? You know what? There's no one around. You know what, Jonathan? It's 2020. I'm enlightened, Okay. Women are tougher than Judd. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm enlightened. Traditional gender roles be damned, right? Exactly, exactly. right. You know what? You know it. what? I who am I? Who am I to tell anyone <laughs> that they can't get a chainsaw out? Okay, yeah, Marcus Morris, go bleep yourself. Exactly right. <laughs> you know. You know who's soft? Me. <laughs> I'm soft. So, all right, Judd sent Judd sent this out in our just back and forth emails before the show. And I so I saw the new NBA All Star Game format, and I thought this is amazing. Not just because of the tribute to Kobe. We'll go through this in a second here, but I would love to see some of this actually implemented for NBA games themselves. And Judd's email was basically, "Get off my lawn." This is why All Star Game should burn, and mm-hmm. also why we should just cut the regular seasons down. So here are the here are the new things well, they're going to do. Just to be clear, quickly, I did say leave, baseball's fine. Okay, baseball so hockey game is fine. Hockey, basketball, football. Like, I'll have the conversation about let's shorten the regular seasons. But what he said, he basically tried to burn the whole score North Forest down. He said, you know, if you're a sports fan, I don't blame you for not watching the regular season. Like, dude, what are people, why would they listen to us if they're not watching the games at all during the regular season? Why are you trying to sabotage what we're doing here was the main issue I took with your statement. You said, don't watch the sports. What are we going to do? If they're not watching sports, what will we do and talk about well, weekdays 4 to 6? We'll tell them what they missed. Exactly right. And I told them, embrace the controversy, embrace the meltdowns, but I don't blame you for not being enthralled by an 82-game hockey or NBA season. But, the, but, the, but the, the only thing, I, and I'll get to the format here in a second, but the, the other thing, you said you want to see baseball go back to a 154-game schedule. Yeah, I like to am I, like, what am I missing? What's the difference between a 154 and a 162 game schedule? Playoffs, other get, than a couple extra off days. Playoffs get done quicker. A week quicker? I want them done quicker. I want them done as I want to expedite things as much as possible. I think 154 is realistic. But the, but the World Series will still take place. Instead of it starting on October 20th, it'll start on October 10th. How how could we figure it's not out a drastic change? How could we figure out a way to start? The regular season in baseball, never in March again, April 1st-ish. I mean, if you want and, to go to 120 games, and, and, then and I'll the have world, the conversation. And, and the World Series um, before the 1st of November. Well, okay, pause that, because this is, this is what... a ton of controversy here. This is what the NBA All-Star Game format is going to be for this upcoming All-Star Game. So, they are going to have, essentially, teams competing for each of the first three quarters. So, 12-minute quarters... And each quarter will start with a score of zero to zero, and then are they're, they're they're playing for some pool of money that gets donated to so who if the East wins the first quarter that money gets donated to a charity and that's great but here's the main thing at the start of the fourth quarter the game clock will be turned off so the fourth quarter is played without a game clock and a final target score will be set they stole this from the basketball tournament that amateur tournament that goes on every year it's on yeah. ESPN in the off season. So the final score target, the final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total score 
and adding 24 points, and that's an homage to Kobe Bryant, but it could be, and it could be 30 points, it could be whatever you want, but for this year, it's 24 points. So if, let's say the, uh, the West is leading the East 100 to 95, the final target score will be 124. And so the team that's trailing can come back and win the game if they get to 124 before the other team. You might think, well, what, why, why do this? Why, it why? gets rid of pointless fouling and timeouts why at the end of basketball games. Don't make me do math. You don't, don't have me, to. Don't make me do math to watch you don't, you don't have, you, you don't have to. You don't have to. You, here's what happens, okay? This does nothing. No. This does nothing. It does this everything. Does nothing it for me. It's totally amazing. It gets rid of all of these. It gets rid of the foul festivals at the end of games. There will be no. There will be none of this intentional fouling BS. Nobody does that in the All Star game unless it's like. A, no, a, I'm saying use this in the regular season. No, what? No, hundred yes. percent. This is no. how. This is how the NBA what? should operate yes. and college basketball. <laughs> this is what should happen. The fourth quarter should just be a target score. Let's get rid of. Let's not take seventy-five minutes to play the last thirty seconds of a basketball game. Let's go. Let's let's push this forward. It's a movement. Screw you, Rami. Jonathan and I are on the no, bandwagon. This is if you're terrible. a bad team, the game gets done sooner, and you can go home. If we do this, can, can we abolish All Star games? That's all I'm trying to do here. I'm t- I'm bored with All Star games. Sure. I want All Star games gone. But this is but using All Star games. Well, here let me. This is what I will bring you. This is how we get Judd back on board with All Star games. Use all-star games to experiment with things how, that you want to try how about in your pre-season? actual league. How about preseason games? Do it for both. Well, I eliminated the all-star games, so now it's just preseason but games. But preseason games, you don't get... Preseason games... All-star games like, are also There's like pre-season. seven of them in the NBA, though. I think the all-star game is a great, it's a great ground to try new things that you can implement. What do you have against it, Rami? I, you're just overcomplicating things. And this doesn't make me watch. This doesn't do anything for me. It does. The game not- always ends on one final shot. It doesn't end when the clock hits zero. Yeah, every every game ends on a game winning shot. So what's what's this? If you're let's say you're putting this into effect in a regular season basketball game, what's the magic number? What do they have to get to? So the 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 basketball tournament that they're taking this from does ten. Ten points. You well, add but, ten points to the leading team, and they don't stop. What they do is they stop the game clock once it gets down to three minutes, yep. so they count the clock down. I just love the fourth quarter. I love doing it just for the start of the fourth quarter. So, what they're going to do in this All Star game is once the fourth quarter starts, whatever the score is, whoever has the most points, add twenty four points to that total, and whoever reaches that new total first wins the game. And it gets it gets rid of all of this BS that makes. The end of games unwatchable. Like when a team is you down by seven points. Anymore. Like when a team is down by, I don't know, 17 points with two minutes and 49 seconds to go, which would seem insurmountable. I was going to say, right? that game was very watchable. One of the greatest comebacks in all time. I think the NBA product worked perfect Monday night at Target Center. Yeah. It's sad <laughs> to use that one. It's fascinating. It is. And, and think about this every single game, instead of the games ending on like free throw contests, the games end with a game winning shot or a team having to mount a comeback. And and the and both teams have to play actual defense instead of following mm-hmm. each other. You seem more offended than I do, Rami. I just I don't like it because I'm just here about the All Star game. It's too complicated. It's too intricate. It's too much. You're trying too hard. Is this going to cause you to watch the All Star game to see if you might tolerate it more than you think? Just listening. I to was going to watch the All Star game regardless. Okay, this isn't going to make me stop because I don't care who wins. I don't care what the score is in an All Star game. I'm I'm, I'm just to- tired of All Star. I am fine. See the Pro Bowl. You could I could I'm whatever that could go away tomorrow. My life wouldn't change, but. I like I love the Major League Baseball All Star Game. That's the best yeah, I'm not in the world that at one. that sport, playing a pretty close version to the real thing of that sport. Basketball, 
People complain that it's not real basketball. It's just guys running up and down until it gets competitive in the last minutes. Fine. These are the best athletes in the world. I think NBA players are the best athletes in the world. When you talk about the total package of athleticism, just running up and down the court and doing things that normal mortals cannot do. Sit back and enjoy. It doesn't have to be an organized, structured game of basketball for you to enjoy it. Just sit back and enjoy the show. It's a highlight reel. It's a two-hour. It's a two-hour highlight reel. You don't like that? You're bored by that? I'm sorry. Can you go out in your backyard and do that? Probably not. What was the year where they, they the winning score was like 195 points or something? I think that was last, the, last year or two years ago. It was a couple years ago, and that's when they said, "All right, let's yeah, <laughs> let's bring this in. Bring this." I had no out. problem with it. I was entertained. I was entertained throughout. Were you really? Yes. I have no time for that. Just saying. I think they just don't care. I think. Uh, I think I think they can steal some of this stuff, and apply. I love how they just blatantly stole the idea of their new fourth quarter format. Though they just stole it from the basketball tournament. That's what these other leagues are like: the basketball tournament, the XFL, the whatever the league was that folded last year. We talked about the about this though two years ago, Phil. It, it's the Elam. Is that what it's called? Ending. The Elam yes, rule. the Elam ending. Yeah, yeah. Because we did a we did a because I gotta admit, like in college basketball, I'd be intrigued to see it. Like I wouldn't say no for sure, but I need to see it. I need to see it with those players doing it to decide. For instance, I will say this: I'm all in now. Fourth and fifteen instead of onside kick. I'm all in. See, and, now and, I didn't and, need. Now, now I could have gone without seeing it in the Pro Bowl. I could have seen it in a preseason game or something. But it is interesting. I'm. I'm not Mister Anti Rule Change. I'm Mister Anti Pro Bowl, NBA, NHL All Star. You know, three on three All Star. I don't need that. But here, like, I'll be honest. Now, I. It almost got me to watch the Pro Bowl, the fourth and fifteen thing. Yeah, okay, I'm glad I didn't did. watch the Pro I'm, Bowl. I'm glad. I'm glad. Got, I'm glad you came to your sense. But it's like the only thing that made me say, "Oh, I might watch the Pro Bowl this year," and it makes the end of games more fun. Because what would you rather watch? An onside kick? Oh, that, no even yeah. like if it's just a mental thing, you know that in your mind you're like, onside kicks don't work. This yeah. is stupid. Right. Your team doesn't have a chance. But if your team is driving and you know, put yourself in the shoes of like you're, you're a fan, it's the middle of the season right now, and your team is down by two touchdowns with, I don't know, like 45 seconds to go. No timeouts. Mm-hmm. But you're, cl- you're in the red zone. Ordinarily, you'd think, well, I mean, you can score a touchdown, but then you got to get the onside kick, and then you got to get the ball back. But now your mindset, if they switch this rule, will be, well, if you can score a touchdown here and then just convert a fourth down, you're set up to win the game. It makes it seem more plausible that your team could come back. But to be clear, I am not personally Mr. Anti-Rule Change at this point. So if they went to that, I'm fine with it. I'm not anti-Rule Change, but if you do what Phil is talking about, you're changing the DNA of, of the sport. What for the the basketball thing yeah. or the? I yeah. would need to see the basketball thing in action over an extended well, period of time. NBA All Star nah, Weekend. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. But basketball once Sorry. drew a new line on the court, and I'm sure. sure I'm sure at first there was probably people at first that were like, "This is an outrage! You can't just you can't just draw a line on the court." <laughs> we got more lines coming if what Ron is going to read it. Is, yeah, right. You're leading me right. If the NBA wants to borrow some rules from the league out there, maybe look to the North Korean Basketball Association. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. These are some new rules instilled in the North Korean Basketball Association. I'll go from least crazy to most crazy. Okay. Are you ready? Is the North Korean Basketball Association a new league or a th- or it's a, an old league with new rules? I think it's an existing league with some tweaks. Okay. To say the least. Yeah. A point is deducted for missed free throws. 
which I don't hate. I actually don't hate that. I'm fine that. with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. That's okay. Judd didn't like this one. I think there might be something here. Three pointers are worth four if the ball doesn't touch the rim. So how do they you, determine if that? If you get a swish. <laughs> yes. What do you mean, how do you determine that? How do you determine that? It grazes the rim, doesn't look like it does. Mm. Are you going to review all of the three pointers? You guys are getting nitpicky now. Three pointers no. are worth four if the ball doesn't touch no, the rim. No, that's a terrible idea. It's going to make for a lot of reviews, but could be kind of cool. <laughs> Slam dunks are worth three points. I was reading an article the other day mm. about how NBA ratings are down like somewhere between 20 and 25% this season. And some people think that it's because the three has taken over the NBA. And people miss the physicality, they miss the athleticism of guys sure. driving to the rim, of big men battling under the rim for their for their easy points on the dunk. If you wanna if you wanna discourage so many three pointers and you want more action around the basket, maybe you draw another line and say if you dunk the ball from inside this line, three points on a slam dunk. So all right, my first thought was well, that sounds stupid, but if we get a bunch of guys trying to posterize defenders to get three points, that could be really fun. That could be really fun. It would just be a Hulk up challenge by the rim. I don't even think you need a line. It's just if you can get in there, you want to jump from the free throw line or under the hoop. If you can, if you can throw a ball down over this dude's head, you and get make, three points and make for some nice posters. I'm good on this. I'm so far out. Let's test it out in the NBA All Star game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good. So I won't have to watch. Now you want to get really crazy? Field goals in the final three minutes. Of the game, worth eight points now. <laughs> what? Eight so points. They, so they've just stolen this from NBA Jock Jams from yeah, the mid-90s, so. right? I think, I think that last one jock. is actually a Jock Jam rule. Eight <laughs> points for any field goal in the final three minutes of the game. Do you guys remember MTV's, what yeah. was it called, Rock and Jock Basketball or yeah. something? They had Rock and Jock Basketball, Rock and Jock Softball. So at first, the first couple years they did it, they put a 25-point basket that was like five feet above. It was like 15 or 20 feet above the ground. And then... <laughs> At some point, they said, all right, that's not enough. They put a 50-point basket that was like 25 or 30 feet above the floor. Yes. John, the Google, Google MTV Rock and Jock Basketball 50-point so shot. How did this work? So you would just have guys, if, you know, it was always toward the end of the game where, you know, if one team's up by 23 points or something, the team that was trailing would just sit under the hoop and heave this ball up in the air and try and score 50 points. Wow. <laughs> and it was just like celebrities and music artists and stuff. The free throw rule I like. I like the deducting points for missing a free throw. You don't like three points for a dunk, huh? No. I think it could make for some really fun basketball. I think it could make for some really, really fun basketball. No, I don't like it. I know it sounds crazy, but like Phil said, so did the three-point line probably when they drew that around the outside. Okay, here it is. I'm going to show you guys this. I want to see people. This is like a nine. While you find it, do you have it? This court is gross. We we have breaking NBA news. It was the nineties, dude. Do you guys see this? No. Hold on. Mm -hmm. This better be breaking because we're about to get the sound. Oh no, it's breaking. It's legitimate. Twenty twenty NBA All Star reserves have been released. In the West, you have Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikolai Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. No Timberwolves. No Carl Anthony squad. No Carl Anthony. Yeah, that's that's deserved. In the East, you got Jimmy Butler. He was a Timberwolf, right? Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Domas Sabonis. And so these teams are going to be drafted again, right? By by LeBron and Giannis. Okay. 
I'm going to show you this. By the way, I think it's I think Shaq is yep Shaq. This is from 1997. See that's the MTV problem. Rock and Jock Basketball. Court? Okay, Bill Bill Walton and Shaq are the two coaches. All right, so just watch this right here. So this team, there's no score here, but watch the see he shoots it all the way up. Oh, oh wow! They're shooting the ball three feet in the air to try and make a 50 point shot. Oh wow! I mean, can you imagine? How long was this around? Oh, I don't know, five years or long, something. No, more than that. It was, was it? A, yeah, it was an institution. Uh, yeah, they're just heaving something. the ball up in what's, the air. What's wrong with the court, Jonathan? Oh, I'm looking at a different court. Oh, okay. Look at, Look at this one from 1992. You guys can see this. I can't, really. Oh, it's full of activity. What's wrong with that one? I like it. There's too much going on on that court, and I, I do like not it. understand what's happening. Jonathan, that was designed by people on drugs. Well, Lots of them. That's why Bill Walton's the coach of one of these teams here in the 1997 edition. They, they took all the cocaine. No, no, it wasn't. That court. They weren't on cocaine, Jonathan. <laughs> they were on the good stuff? They, they were putting something below their tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I know anything about that, but yeah, I can uh, I can say as a child of the 60s, I know uh, something was going on. So, Carl Anthony Towns, no All-Star game for, uh, he doesn't deserve for a guy. It. And Andrew Wiggins, once again, his goal, Andrew Wiggins' goal yeah. going into the season was, I want to be an NBA All-Star. Your, pe- your pep speech didn't work for long, FYI. It worked for like a month. Yeah. He was really good for like You and Ryan got through to him for a month. Yeah. And maybe Gerson, too. We're not quite sure, but... But, uh... But Cat shouldn't go, right? I mean, there, there's no way Cat should go. His numbers are pretty damn good. I'd have to go look at some of the other, like, who are some of the borderline but guys, like, but it's we, a small roster. And he's missed, what, 17, to- 17 games now, including the two games for the suspension? Yep, I don't think he has a ton of respect among fans or players. I wouldn't or, send him. So it's not, it's not super shocking. In other news, when we come back, and we're going to try and get to PJ Flex moment of glory yeah. as well. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. In other news, coming up here in just a minute, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Federated Insurance is the place to connect with if you're a business owner out there. I've been a business owner in my life before, and it's it's equal parts amazing and freeing in, in some ways, but it's also really, really hard and pressure-packed. And you just want to make sure that when something potentially bad happens to the company that you built and that you pour your energy into, that you've got an insurance team ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get back on with running a business. The frontline protection of Federated Mutual Insurance Company is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for your business. With Federated, you tap into over a century of experience in helping businesses. You get a face-to-face relationship with somebody who will be very attentive to the success of your business. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries that Federated protects. And remember, Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Jonathan, you're with the Score North Download. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just a second and in other news. But first, more new deep dives are available on Minnesota Sports Rewind, including two new episodes on the Johan Santana trade and the craziest season in Minnesota Vikings history over at Minnesota Sports Rewind, available on the Score North app, Apple, Spotify, and Spotify. Anthony Harris, Viking star safety, was joining NFL Network the past couple days down on Media Row, down at the Super Bowl, and was asked if he feels if he's underrated. Here's what he said. Well, me, you know, um, coming into last year, getting my first time to you know, get some time to go out there and play, I was really excited, you know. I felt like I was one of the best at it last year. You know, I was a Pro Bowl caliber, top-tier player. And then going into this year, you know, it was all about just going out and proving that. So I think, you know, based off you looking at the numbers, you know, 
looking at the film that I'm the best safety. So um, I'm just excited to, you know, move forward and continue to play football and showcase my talent. That's been the Score North Download. Now back to Mackie and Jodeth Rami. We'll wait for it. Just wait. We'll just wait for it. We'll just be here waiting, guys. Okay, man. No, don't worry about Whenever us. you get around to it. Don't, don't, worry, don't worry about us, dude. Cool. <laughs> just doing a radio show. Ah, oh, there it is. Next time. In other news. Ah, yes. In other news. Midweek, mid-show. At least that's what we used to do it. And time to take a break from that hard-hitting sports talk that we bring you here on Score North and bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world, including from Shenzhou, China. In other news... When officials in an eastern Chinese city were told to root out, quote, uncivilized behavior, they were given a powerful tool to carry out their mission. Facial recognition software. On Monday, the Urban hmm. Management Department of Shuzhou, a city of 6 million people in the Anhui prov- province, sparked outrage online when it published surveillance photos taken by street cameras of seven local residents wearing pajamas in public along with parts of their names, government identification numbers, and the locations where their uncivilized behavior had taken place. They used facial recognition software to ID, name, and shame people who wore pajamas out in public, calling it uncivilized behavior. Amazing, amazing! Look but, at look at look at what our world is coming to now. It's not enough the facial recognition like, software or that we're wearing pajamas in public. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is more concerning? I, to I, you, I love how I love how like we got all we've got all these phones and technology and all these you know TVs and stuff, and we think, man. Boy, I just don't want the I don't want the government to like have my I don't want people to steal my information. You think like steal your information to steal your identity and maybe do some credit card no, you know, just to shame things. you, right? Just exactly. Sh- but let's be. What would you like? Like I don't know. I've worn pajama pants in public. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Anybody else North here? Should, yeah, okay. Okay. multiple days. But, what, yeah, what's probably the last time I went to a grocery store without pajama pants is. What's probably, the fallout from this if you're caught? They were just shamed. They were just shamed oh, for the their shame. uncivilized behavior. But what what would you like to see this power used for? Like, what do you see people doing out in public that you wouldn't mind if we used facial recognition software to identify, name, and shame them? Because I have at least one. What's yours? Anybody who uses speakerphone or a Bluetooth speaker in public. Oh. We have a workout room in my building, and it's like it's a small workout room. It's like 10 feet by 10 feet. Yeah. Few machines, few treadmills, yep. and dudes will be in there listening to their music on a Bluetooth speaker. Like it's just me and you, dude. Now I have now I am locked into your playlist. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. I, I think um, people who don't use blinkers for me, <laughs> amen. Don't bother signaling, buddy. I'll figure it out. Like, is that the strategy here? If you don't, like the like, what drives me nuts is when. So I'm I'm waiting to let's say so I'm coming out of a parking lot or a driveway or something and I'm about to turn right but there's cars coming from my left. Yep. And oftentimes people will wait until the very last second to signal that no they're also yep. turning into you. You just wasted 10 seconds of my time, buddy. Public shaming, facial recognition. Get it out there. Get these people on I'm the with internet. Rami on this one more so though. The playlist thing would drive that that's really in- inconsiderate. Like who would think that you would want to listen to their music? There's there's a girl who I, I think the she the blinker just, thing's annoying, uh, 
And I'm with you, but like as far as baseball writers shaming, and Bruce Springsteen, by the way, think that you want to listen to their music. And I love Bruce Springsteen, but well, and I love me, I love me what I love. But I'm 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 with you on the fact that nobody should have to share in that, especially with all of the high tech headphones. There's a know. woman who walks around my apartment building, and I think she's doing it for exercise. I think she's just trying to get those steps in. Yeah. And she'll walk around for like half an hour, an hour, just roaming the hallways. But like she's walking with a pace, like she's trying to get exercise. And the whole time she's talking to somebody on speakerphone. Like, how do you think this is okay? How not through the hallways of an apartment? Yeah, that's not cool. Is this okay? This is not okay. I'm with Rami. That's not cool. Keep these things to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Do the doors open in or out in your apartment? Because if they open out, just wait till she walks by. (laughs) No, they open. They open in. They open in. Like Turn to violence here at Scorador. <laughs> All right, I have a theme with my in other news stories this week. It's called Florida Man is my theme. And this one is from Kissimmee, Florida. Would you like fries with that? How about a side of cash? Deputies say a man walked into a McDonald's in Kissimmee on Sunday night wearing an employee uniform. He walked. So this guy walks into McDonald's wearing a McDonald's uniform. Okay. Not like Ronald McDonald, but just one of those little pullover shirts. He walked behind a cash register and helped another patron place an order. Seconds later, the cash register drawer opened, and the surveillance footage showed the man posing as a worker grabbed some cash before running out the door of the restaurant while the other man ran out of the other door. Deputies from the county sheriff's office said the incident is the second one involving the same man in the same McDonald's uniform. Investigators said the first incident happened at another McDonald's on Christmas. The deputies described the suspect as wearing, you guessed it, a McDonald's uniform as a man in his mid-20s, approximately six foot two inches tall. So uh, dressed up in a McDonald's uniform, pretended he was working there, helped somebody else who was also his accomplice uh, place an order, and then he, instead of placing an order, just steals money and runs out of the McDonald's. I mean, ingenuity. Points for ingenuity. Creative, man. Did you guys see Pretty yesterday? Clever. It's going Popeyes is now selling like employee uniforms like to ju- to like to the public. Like, like I could buy one. You can go to popeyes.com and like and just buy, dress like someone who works at Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah, just buy a shirt like a, and I saw this and that was the first thing that popped into my head. People are going to buy these shirts and walk in and act like they work at the Popeyes. Ooh, sorry, we're out of the spicy chicken sandwiches. They're, they're going to lift a, the sandwich. A collared. They're, they're going to lift the sandwiches. That's exactly what they're going yeah, to do. Exactly. So how, how much did this guy get? Uh, it doesn't say how much he stole, but definitely grabbed a couple handfuls of cash. and Because i got to be honest, if I was working at a fast food restaurant and somebody walked in in the garb, like I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, and honestly... It's not like a place where I'd be like, oh, are you sure you should be back here? Listen, if I was this guy... Cash isn't even in the top three things I would steal from McDonald's. <laughs> Fries? Fries are in the top three for but, sure. But they got to be hot. A McFlurry? Well, you're going to, of course, they're going to be hot. You're going to grab them. They're not going to sit in the, you're going to grab them from the. You know what you could fry? do? Grab the fries, you'd burn yourself, and then sue them. <laughs> in other news. Not bad. That like, woman spilled co- hot coffee on her lap and sued and won, right? Yeah. yeah. And now we all have warnings telling us your coffee is hot. Yeah, you know what in that's my called, suburb now? It's called natural selection. Okay, just let the process play out. You have to now, at restaurants and fast food places in St. Louis Park, you have to ask for a straw, no matter what. 
They won't. They won't give you a straw. Which means if you get a large diet coke from McDonald's in your car, you know, like who's going to take the lid off and try and drive and slurp it? Obviously, you're going to need a straw. You have to ask for the straw. Even at a fast food restaurant. What's that? Even at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, I just said at McDonald's. You drive through. I I often get a large coffee and a large diet coke to drink immediately. But I have to ask for the straw with for the large diet coke. Is it just this one McDonald's? No, or is it, it's, it's St. Louis Park. It's no, it's St. Louis Park. St. Louis Park has passed a a ordinance. So it's, it, it, there's also these like I don't know if it's 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 kind of a thing in Minnesota. It's definitely a thing in like Arizona and other states. Yeah, paper straws. Yes. Yeah. The worst. I don't like them. Impossible. They don't hold up. They they just like melt Guys, on your tongue. The turtles. Am I really worried about the environment? That's what I ask myself a lot. <laughs> I don't have kids. Am I really worried about the environment? The question, the question hangs over me like a cloud. By the way, if I could go back to publicly shaming people via facial recognition, people that don't care about the environment is on that list. I didn't say I don't. I but asked myself just, the you're question. You're just bad mouth paper straws. You're I'm part all of in the, on the environment. Too, I'm all in on the environment. Just don't give me a paper brought, straw. You just brought plastic straws that yeah, are going to get no. stuck in La Tortuga's nose. That's what you want. Listen. I'm not really worried about turtles. Couple straws here yes. and there aren't going to change. What do turtles world. do exactly? What do you mean? What do they do? Well, They're we, part of our ecosystem, right? But Judd. we know. But we know, like bees are important. We know that, right? I even think mosquitoes have some purpose. What do turtles do? I don't know exactly, but I'm They're sure they slow. serve some purpose. They're, They're part of the ecosystem, man. I'm sure they help keep coral reefs healthy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm sure we need them. I think we need a parking lot where there's a coral reef, don't you, Rami? Tokyo 2020 has styled Wait, itself. Not, I got one. <laughs> I got one. I had questions. <laughs> Tokyo 2020 has styled itself as the most eco-friendly games ever, with organizers set to award medals oh, made out boy. of recycled phones. Also, athletes will use beds made out of cardboard frames. Oh. Yeah, uh... That's not going to work. Hold on. Those aren't holding up. Australian basketball player Andrew Andrew Bogut warned organizers about the destruction that awaited beds once athletes finished competing. Quote, great gesture until the athletes finished their set events and the thousands of condoms handed out at all over the village are put to use. He was quoted. Airweave said the beds were not liable to collapse. Quote, we've conducted experiments like dropping weights on top of the beds, a company spokesperson said. Here's the caveat. As, no. lo- as long as they stick to just two people in the bed, they should be strong enough to support the load, he pointed out. Nope, not going to work. Do, no. you, do these people know what goes on in an Olympic village? Yes, they do. It's been documented before. They should know. Two people in a bed? That's, that's What? Why are you trying to restrict? Dude, I've seen stories about yes. four man and woman luge teams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Synchronized stuff. Synchronized. There's synchronized stuff going on at the Olympics all the time. All right, can I get to my story, please? Wow. Yes. Because I got a guy about. I got a guy Is likes it to smoke. Also synchronized stuff. No, it's nothing with sex. I, I got a guy that likes to smoke pot. Synchronized. You think there's not synchronized stuff going on? Oh, you damn sure. <laughs> Dateline. How do you synchronize it? <laughs> you really ask that? Just want details. <laughs> There's plenty. Well, never mind. 
Not, oh, no, I'm just going to say something. It's 544. It's just about time to go home. There's no reason to get myself fired. It's not even sports, okay? It's Jonathan, not... envision synchronized fencing, if you will. It's not even a hot take. Dateline, Lebanon, oh, Tennessee, from the Associated Press. The story starts out... The rapper Afro Man famously sang about how getting high on marijuana prevented him from going to court. A Tennessee man decided to combine the two when he lit a marijuana cigarette in the courtroom, authority said. Spencer Allen Boston, all of 20 years old, was arrested Monday and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession after sparking up in the courtroom, news outlets reported. Wilson County Sheriff Robert Bryan said Boston was in court Monday on a simple drug possession charge. Boston approached the bench to discuss his sentence, but instead expressed his views on legalizing marijuana. Boston reached in his pocket, pulled out a marijuana cigarette, lit it, smoked it, and was immediately taken into custody. Sheriff's Sheriff's Lieutenant Scott Moore said the courtroom crowd chuckled. It's unclear whether Boston lit up a joint or a blunt. This is good reporting. (laughs) But Bryan said the defendant's marijuana did have a strong odor. The reporter just goes into all the details about what it could have been based on personal experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask. A, I'm going to join to blunt. Or was it, it one of those? Yeah. It could have been a spliff. <laughs> We're not sure. I'm going to ask a really stupid question. What's the difference between the blunt and the joint? Didn't itself? you watch the Aaron Hernandez thing? Yeah, I did. They, it's a blunt. I understand through hearsay and conjecture. Is There's no conjecture. Is when you empty out a cigar. And and oh, roll the okay. the marijuana up in the cigar papers rather than a regular rolling paper, which oh, you okay. find on a so it's cigarette. Just, it's the same type of deal. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. It All burns right. a little slower. Oh, here. Here. Understand. Athlete challenge for Judd at some point. <laughs> Zolgad, comma, 50, comma, was taken into custody by the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office. All right, the Florida man theme continues here. In other news, Pensacola, Florida. A Florida gym teacher is on administrative leave after farting on a Pensacola High School junior earlier this week. That's right. Davis Allen Darden, 38 years old, has taught at the school for nearly 15 years and has deliberately denied passing gas on 16-year-old Graham Britton's face during a routine wrestling demonstration session. Quote, <laughs> quote, I saw the whole thing, said fellow junior Robin Minstrel. Mr. Darden is pretty rough on us all the time. And Graham is a real smart ass, so I think Mr. Darden just wanted to teach him a lesson or something like that. <laughs> Pensacola High School. I like Prince- how we're still calling him Mr. Darden like there's respect owed to a guy that farted on a kid. <laughs> Pensacola High School principal it's a James Stating move, man. James Knight Knee, a 20-year tw- veteran of the school, said in his report to the police that Mr. Darden didn't intentionally let one slip out as he as he <laughs> <laughs> he didn't intentionally let one slip up. This is in the police report. This is in the police report. It's thorough, man. <laughs> Gotta have all the details. It's a police report. All right. He said in his report to the police, Mr. Darden didn't intentionally, quote, let one slip out as he pinned the young Briton to the gym mat. 
However, <laughs> other witnesses say the 16-year-old repeatedly taunted the gym teacher in numerous ways, including <laughs> making raspberry noises with his mouth and threatening to fling <laughs> livestock into his Castle Rock Drive yard. Oh, Quote, he deserved it. Yeah. Graham doesn't know when to stop, but when he told Mr. Darden that his what? <laughs> what? 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 You can't, what? You're what? reading it. What did you, you can't just stop see? There. You gotta keep going now. <laughs> you can't just. Did you not read this before? Not this far. <laughs> what happened? Oh my Quote. God. Quote <laughs> Graham doesn't know when to stop, but when he told Mr. Dart. <laughs> When he told Mr. Darden that his wife smelt of elderberries, that's when he had it. <laughs> I'm now Mr. Darden. So. <laughs> yep. I'm not sure about you guys, Team Darden. Yep. Same. I think I think somebody in the professional wrestling arena needs to adopt this as their finishing move. That is that is devastating. You got to come up with a good name for it, though, like the Reverse Strength Dragon. <laughs> He's tuning up the band. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, man. All right. Did you guys see what just set uh, Twitter on fire a few minutes ago? No. Is this for the breaking news sounder? I don't know what it kind means. Of. Tom Brady just tweeted a black and white picture of him walking through a tunnel and onto some, some field. I can't. Jonathan, you've been looking at it, I'm assuming. Yep. Can you do you know what stadium this is? I tried to like zoom in on the picture and try and decipher what stadium this I is. I think it's Foxborough. It is. Okay. Fairly positive. But does this mean he's walking onto Out? the field? Or is he walking and off gonna, the field? And he's going to continue playing for the Patriots or is this That looks like he's walking away from the Like he's the walking field. away from the game. There have been rumors out there all day that he's what selling his house or or just bought hmm. bought real estate in Las Vegas. Hold on, you're saying he's walking towards us in the he's picture, no, Jonathan? He, no, I, it looks it looks to me like he's walking toward the field. Ooh. That leg looks like it's bending oh. away from the field, <laughs> but have, or bending towards. The have field, you guys so seen the, these the reports all day that he's been looking at schools for his kids? And supposedly was visiting a school today, which was denied by the school somewhere. Where was this at? That he's buying, that he's going to buy property in Vegas. There have been all of these Brady-related reports out there today. But is he? Is he? Which where is the school in Vegas, or is it? In I don't San know Diego? where it was, but it was not in. Uh, I. This is so crap. I'm looking at it right now. You know, this is BS. It's amazing. It is like honestly, this is what it. this is the beauty of social media. If you're a guy like Tom Brady and you know that everyone's wondering what your next move is, you can just send out vague photos can of I? yourself in any random situation and people are going to... I still can't it. tell. Now that Jonathan planted the seed in my brain, I can't tell if he's walking towards the field or away from the field. He's walking away from illusion. the Because it's just a silhouette. Can I, make, can I say one thing, and you guys might completely disagree with me? If I'm Tom Brady, I don't think I'd do that this week. Why not? Oh, I do. Because of what happened with Kobe. Because of it's been a, it's been a hell of a week. I I do. Well, look, when the eyes of the world are on the Super Bowl in football. I guess. Yeah, I guess it just sort of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, but it's listen, so, I'm still sad about if, Kobe too. But at some point, like we all have to well, move sure, on with our lives. Sure, but if he had come up, but if Brady came out right now and made a statement, then I think that's fine. So I'm not saying he shouldn't make a statement. Well, it looks like he is making a statement. But this cryptic, high schoolish. I'm either should I stay or should I? I don't know. Do you think he did the silhouette where we can't tell if he's walking towards us uh, or away from us? Do you think that was intentional? 
all of this is very intentional. Exactly, and that's why every I, part of this image is intentional. It's rubbing me the wrong way. No, he's he's walking toward the field. Why would you be walking away from the field in a full jacket and suit of some kind? Because if it's Foxborough, you're walking away from Foxborough for the last time. Yeah, but you'd be. But if you're dressed like that, you would be coming from the locker room. This is why, I'm and then you'd be walking toward the no. field. Oh, that leg doesn't look like it's bending towards. No, I think that's the bottom of his foot. We're is it possible that because of Tom... I feel like we're breaking down the Zabruder film. Is it possible that well, because it's Tom Brady and he eats kale for every meal that his <laughs> joints can bend any which direction? <laughs> no, wait, wait. His feet are coming at us. See, I don't think so. No, nah, I'm with Judd. No, this I think is, this is one of those... He's leaving the field. This is one of those optical... I think he's walking towards the field. Wait, I, I th- at first, maybe I'm screwed up now. <laughs> no, maybe... Nah, I don't know. That, I, you know I think he's walking away from the field. I think he's walking towards it. I just don't get it. Cliffhanger. I love it. Find out on tomorrow's like, episode of like, Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's like, what color is the dress? Is Tom Brady walking towards wait, the field? Wait, or wait, away wait, from wait, the wait, field? wait. You know what field that is? Which one? It's U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> oh, and can you see? Boy, that's U.S. Bank can Stadium. Can you see be, behind him? Kirk Cousins is leaving, too. <laughs> Yeah, this is around the time that the Kirk Cousins stuff started trickling out two years ago, right? All the rumors. It was Super Bowl week that Alex Smith got traded. It's go time, man. Tom Brady, get him in purple. Do you think he's going to uh, the Raiders? I would, I would be shocked if he wanted to play for the Raiders. But I don't know. I, I. I really don't know. Well, hold on. I'm going to look closer at this thing as much as I don't like it. This is going to lead every sports show tomorrow. Yeah, Rami might be right I because he's walking knees, towards you the know field. What? You know what? His feet look like they're coming towards us, but now that I look, I think his knee... No, you know what? I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a bundle of indecision right Well, now. that was In Other News. In Other News. On Mackie and Judd with Rami. Find our podcast. Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. The Beer Show is coming up next live tomorrow. It's a Friday fun day in the 5 o'clock hour.